This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Oh, yes, it does. And it does because you're joining us. And we're so glad that you're here with us today on this particular adventure. And we need you listening very badly on this adventure because, Andy, apparently, when we, when we came out with this topic, it was like the Titanic. <laughs> abandoned ship, abandoned ship. No Sam, no Danny, no Jim. Like, man, where are they? No Rodney. No Rodney. No Rodney. No yeah, no, no David. David. Yeah. No Wayne. No Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> no Wayno. <laughs> We're soulless in Seattle. <laughs> but I love I of all the topics I could ever imagine. I can't imagine a more uh, wonderful topic. Seasons of prayer. And from what I understand, this was your idea. So if you want to kind of give us a little backdrop, I'll share sure. my ideas. Sure. I was uh, thinking recently just about prayer and what it had become to me in my life and how it had changed over the years and a lot of stuff like we'll we'll talk quite a bit about this a lot of prayer i didn't take a lot of time to listen to god I always talked thought that's pretty much how it worked petition that was the only well only way i knew how to go about that's it. How, that's how it worked with baseball cards yeah right. right yeah so the story is you have to you have to dig into the story i used to just be relentless and i know that there's a story in the bible about um, the the servant of the lady that kept coming to the king and the unjust you know, bu- judge, bu- right. bugging him, bugging right. the Lord for the, for the answer to prayer, and I think there's there's something to that, but there's also a part of us of simple trust where we don't have to necessarily. Hey, you got to tell the story of your actual your I mom. Am, and I'm getting the, there. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting there. so uh, this is the example I gave them was I just remember mom used to talk talk to me about this a lot. She always reminded me that. She said, you were, you were just uh, very focused as a kid. You, you wanted your ball cards. I, I loved collecting ball cards, and it was like, Mom, are we going to the store now? Are we going to go in the store to get the ball cards? Are we gonna, Mom, when are we going? And it was always, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And I got tired of we'll see. You know, I didn't, what, we'll see just meant no to me you know, until I got the stuff. And I think part of that is us. We are come to God a lot of times, and, and rightfully so, there's things in our heart that we want. We want to see change in our life or a, a particular outcome. But a lot of times God wants to take the time to change us and to draw us in and to where we're seeking him. And he's actually the ball cards. You know, he's the real deal. <laughs> where, not this thing. So, so you know, there wasn't a big relationship. No, I love right, what you talked no. about, how your mom – 
you know, there wasn't like, I'm not like trying to enter into a relationship with my mom. No, I, I just, just want, want the, the ball cards. I want the stuff, man. I want the goods. Yeah. Right. I, I want to I want to complete that set. You know, I want all the Cardinals I can because I was a Cardinal fan, <laughs> you know, and she didn't have the same vision. Mom was great. Dad was great. Both of them were. And I can remember dad years later, he would bring me, he, he was working away and he would bring me home whole boxes of cards. I mean, like new in the pack boxes of cards and stuff. And I think that's funny because I finally got it from dad, you know, but, but really it's just a, it's a thing of, you know, there's so much more to prayer. It's so much more multifaceted. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just touching the surface on it, but I think a petition, Thanksgiving, adoration, worship, um, and then listening prayer, the one we talk quite a bit about, um, and we sometimes as Christians just leave it as petition or maybe a little bit more. And then also what I wanted to talk about, I'll talk about later, is how God has kind of revived the Lord's prayer in my heart, made that more of a relation-based prayer to where I'm not just checking off list, but I'm coming to him in that model and taking, bringing these needs to him day by day and, and, and listening back as well. Right. And so for me, yeah. you know, when I came to my first yeah. boot camp, I was like, Oh, <laughs> I have fellow nutcases. <laughs> because you know, for a lot of guys, when they come to boot camp, we say, well, we're going to do a covenant of silence. Here's the deal. You're going to go out and spend an hour with God. Like, what? You're going to, you went, what? What do you want me to do? You want me to spend and do what? <laughs> you want me to listen? Like, he's right. going to talk? Are you nuts? <laughs> I mean, that's the idea. It's like, it, it, this yeah. can't be reality, mm. right? And so, but I'd been listening to God for years and years. Yeah. And so when all of a sudden these guys started talking about and going out and listening to God, I was like, oh, I have fellow nutcases. <laughs> like, <they're, laughs> I, they're, started, now I have disciples. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, whoa. But I know that for so many guys, this is such a strange and, and things to A, spend an hour Right. Yeah. And, and actually have things you're taking to God and trying to get a yeah. sense of, of where he's pointing you, what direction, whatever, but yeah. where we see the most fruit yeah. quite often in guys. And so, you know, one of the questions is, do they take that home? Do they just have the mm-hmm. experience at boot camp where they listen to God or they go home and their prayer life change? Right. And is that a different season? But really cool from your point mm-hmm. is that not only does it pick up the idea of, of listening, but then starting to see God as your like, yeah, oh, right. I'm yeah. talking to Dad, and like yeah. I get to spend time with Dad, and He yeah. is the ball cards. And, yeah, and and it's not like I'm trying to extract something from that He doesn't really want to give. <laughs> it's positioning myself to receive what He already wants to give me. It's a totally different mindset, and really the masculine journey, uh, wild art boot camps, and that really helped me see that a little bit differently. I've had a prayer life for a long time, but it hasn't always been the most fruitful prayer life, but I still believe it's how it become part of me. And I don't discount it. There was a time and a place for that. You can't appreciate what you have now. If you don't look back and see what you had, it was a season. It was a season, right? There's a springtime where you're falling in love. And then there's, you know, obviously that summer where things begin to grow and, right. you know, the betrothal's going on and right. within the marriage and all those mm-hmm. things. So I chose a clip. It's called mm-hmm. Back to the Future, right? And, and here's a scene that this is kind mm-hmm. of like how my wacky world works. <laughs> that, you know, when I get up every morning, it's a new season. Like yeah. every day mm-hmm. starting a new, like I am excited. Mm-hmm. I'm going to learn, learn something from God and I'm going to try to listen to God. Yeah. That's a very mm-hmm. one of the first things I'm going to do. I'm trying to get in God's presence. Mm-hmm. 
But as Israel would wrestle with God, that's mm-hmm. usually my wrestling with reality. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm trying to convince myself that it's 1985. In this case, you'll hear Marty is trying to convince Doc of the of the reality that he is from the future. <laughs> and this seems really just like crazy what goes on. But when I really look at my prayer life in the morning, first thing, when I'm trying to get a grip on getting into God's presence, it feels just like this. And God often asks me, is Jack Benny the you know director of the treasury? So well, you got here we are. You got to help me. You were the only one who knows how your time machine works. Time machine. I haven't invented any time machine. Okay, all right. I'll prove it to you. Look at my driver's license. It expires 1987. Look at my birthday, for crying out loud. I haven't even been born yet. And look at this picture. It's my brother, my sister, and me. Look at her sweatshirt, Doc. Class of 1984. Pretty mediocre photographic fakery. They cut off your mother's hair. (laughs) I'm telling the truth, Doc. You gotta believe me. Then tell me, future boy. (laughs) Who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? The actor? Then who's vice president? Jerry Lewis. <laughs> I suppose Jane Wyman is a first lady. Well, wait, Doc. And Jack Benny is secretary of the treasury. Oh. Doc, you gotta listen to me. I got enough practical jokes for one evening. Good night, future boy. No, wait, Doc. Doc, the, the, the bruise, the bruise in your head. I know how that happened. You told me the whole story. You were standing on your toilet and you were hanging a clock and you fell and you hit your head on the sink. And that's when he came up with the idea for the flux capacitor, which is what? makes time travel possible yeah so you hear the struggle right and then the idea of israel's struggle with mm-hmm. god well you know i think anybody who's truly honest it's, it's a struggle to get there to like okay you know can i get all these other things all these ball card a ball card <laughs> thing off my you know because all we're going to use that the whole show all, the, all these things i want man i just want these things and i i but what I really want is you, and I really want, I mean, you know everything, so, you know, and, but just getting to myself to the place yeah. where here's what happens in this scene, I couldn't play enough because I just, you know, mm-hmm. is that eventually Doc remembers the flux capacitor, and when he does, <laughs> it was like, aha, this light comes on, and he goes, he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. This is real. Well, I don't know. I'm hoping you experience this in prayer where God, all of a sudden, it was like he turned on the light. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's there. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, your heart is open to the Mm -hmm. fact that you're in the Holy of Holies from my standpoint. You are there communing with God. And now he's going to take you where you, you you know, I I know I don't no longer have to lead this this parade in the madness. <laughs> I, I can say okay, and if he takes me to the ball cards, then that's yeah, good, right. you know, whatever that looks like. But I just know that that's, you know, that's my own yeah. um, kind of interpretation of that. But yeah. John, John from Wild Heart talks about there's a way things work, and a lot of it's uh, as part of the talk um, for um, um, what is it? the the second stage what's the second stage the the warrior cowboy warrior Cam- cowboy, cowboy ranger, ranger i'm yeah. sorry I'm, that's I'm all right up. but he there's a things you 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 learn then there's a way things work a lot of it's with working with your hands and that kind of stuff but there's a way that prayer works and and i'm not saying that 
you know, I've progressed in that area, but I still feel like such a novice and such a poser at times. But there is a, th- a way, and most of that, the way it works is, first of all, to surrender. Robbie and I were talking about that uh, over at dinner, is just you have to surrender yourself, and that's very difficult to do. It's surrendering your will, your desires. I was hung up for a long time, even coming back and and really seeking after God when we entered into this masculine journey, but I still was hung up on what I wanted, and I I was just I wrestled with God for the longest time. I want it this way, God. I want you to change their heart or their actions or whatever. I I'm good. I've learned all this <laughs> stuff. I'm good. I don't need any more. I'm good. They're the they're the one now, and uh, you know that's just to back off of that and surrender and say no, not my will, but yours. That is a big part of st- entering into this, um, you know, growth in prayer, I believe, at least for myself. Oh, yeah, it completely is. And that idea yeah. of that is actually out of the Psalms. What Jesus said, into your hands mm-hmm. I commit my spirit. That's what he yeah. said at the cross. Most people would know that that verse. Well, he was quoting a psalm, mm-hmm. and that word that he was doing was pakud, okay? And that idea, mm-hmm. that word would be translated, you know, precepts. Okay, and so to keep that where I commit myself, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trusting you on this. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful idea, and and something that we eventually get to is God is training us. So we got right. so much more. We do have Kenny. We do have art. Mm-hmm. We expect we're experiencing a, a whole artfulness here that's coming on, and we got Harold. It's all coming up. What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there. I've been coming regularly and it's just such a blessing. When you guys invited me, I was at the worst time of my Christian walk. I was going through some things. The first time I came, I don't know if you remember, I was couldn't even walk. I couldn't even stand up straight. And uh, I'm walking now. I ain't running around a lake yet, but you know. <laughs> the greatest things is just being around a group of men that love the Lord and sharing his kindness and his love. Uh, all of you guys, I didn't sat and talk with all of you guys, different occasions, different conversations. And it's all been unique and, and refreshing. You guys gave me a whole different perspective in life. And you can't hide the true, genuine love of God. You can't hide it. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. There you go, Andy. We're living on living prayer, living according on to Bon Jovi right. here. <laughs> yep. Um, you See, live for I, the fight because that's all that you got, right? What I was hoping for is take <laughs> me out to the ball game, right? <laughs> Buy me some ball cards and yeah, cracker yeah. jack. <laughs> Probably should have been, or, oh, we're halfway there living on a ball card, right? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, that was that actually came to me when I felt like God put this uh, topic on my on my heart. I like to you know tie it to songs, popular songs, and that was just like you know that's a very soulful song, probably not very spiritual, but it, you know there is you know we are living on a prayer. We are living with a dependence on prayer. It's conversation with God, and that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, we are, and so we got. 
Uh, this is a father and son team, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Chuck was one of those that, that bailed on us. <laughs> well, the sickness uh, left, left his dad to try to <laughs> yeah. patch things up. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> he's living on a prayer. Yeah. But I, I seem to tie in, you know, with that, yeah. what you just brought up. Cause yeah. what, remember what he said? We're halfway there. Yeah. Right. He, Patrick gets asked that question. Mm. What are you looking at? Look beyond just this. You're stopping. Right, well, the, the listeners don't know what okay. you're talking about, but that's okay. You're okay. talking about Patch Adams. It's right. a movie, right? right? And yeah, I, yeah help, help me out now. Yeah, we got to set up the clip. Yeah, <laughs> do. Yeah, I'm still a greenhorn. You know that. Yeah, well, and this this clip was thrust on Kenny. It wasn't his choice. It was Chuck's son who's not able to make it with. It was with a very us, good choice. Yeah, yeah. I tried to call Chuck, but he said I've been under the weather too, so I guess his phone a friend it. didn't work. No, no. So we'll set up the clip a little bit yeah. for you. Well, thank so you. essentially, Patch Adams is discovering his own identity yeah. of of what God's called him to do, which some patch things up. And so he goes to visit this old man in the hospital. And actually what you can't see in the clip is the man doesn't really want to talk to him at first. And he's kind of like, kind of call him a smart aleck <laughs> until he takes a piece of tape and he patches his coffee cup. Yeah. And at that point in time, the man becomes more interested in solving his problem which he's trying to determine what the answer is to this question that the man had, which clearly the answer was not four, but every time you focused on the four, you were focusing on the problem. And so we'll play that, and then we'll hear the father's interpretation of the son's clip. You got to help me. You were oh, that would be, you still got to help me too. <laughs> Back to the future. <laughs> it's interesting that this won't. May I come in? If you bend your medial collateral ligaments, place one talus in front of another, I don't see where you'd have a problem. <laughs> of course, if there were a news story covering this event, the headline might read, Small Brain Enters Room. Fingers. What's the answer? Oh, you're another one of those bright young fellows who always know the right answer, that, huh? Welcome to real life. How many do you see? There are four fingers, aren't there? No, no, no. Look at me. What? You're focusing on the problem. If you focus on the problem, you can't see the solution. Never focus on the problem. Look at me. How many do you see? Look beyond the fingers. How many do you see? Eight. Eight. <laughs> Eight. Yes, yes. Eight's a good answer. Yes. See what no one else sees. See what everyone else chooses not to see. Out of fear, conformity, laziness. See the whole world anew each day. Now the truth is you're well on the way. You didn't see something here besides a crazy, bitter old man. You wouldn't have come in the first place. Looking beyond yourself, looking beyond the four, or what's right, right in front of you, like you said, the problem. And that's where Satan wants to hang us, mm. right in our problem instead of the solution, because there's a problem we all have that we cannot. So what does that okay. feel like in your own prayer life? In my own prayer life is I have a lot of people I love, they don't really have that relationship with Christ. And it breaks my heart because I see them self-destructing. 
I, I see the pain inflicts on themselves and their family around them. <coughs> Because we're ripples in the water. We're, we're, we're not islands. All right. Well, let's go beyond that. I'm going to dig a little bit on you, Kenny. Okay, dig. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not talking about praying. For, I know where you're going with that. You're going to yeah. talk about how you pray for them. I don't blame you. Yeah, right. I, I pray for my family a lot, too. But I'm just talking about you, you and like you give up like, God, where do you want to go? What is that? What, what does your prayer life, you and God's relationship with Kenny? Well, my. my where does he take you? Not where do you take him? Oh, that that's that I say actually my prayer every morning as as a disciple of Christ. Mm-hmm. How do God? I need your help to lay myself down, take up my cross, deny mm-hmm. myself, not be captured by my feeling, and follow you. And I can't do that without praying, listening, reading, studying. And so, what does he fellowship. tell you? What does he tell me? Yeah. Well, one thing he told me a while back was uh, check this. Uh, this boot camp out. Because <laughs> I kind of listened to you guys on yeah. the radio. He said, check these guys out. I said, yeah, I know it's Kent because I, I knew Carolina mm-hmm. Bible Camp. I, I've done a few seasons. And then it took you a while before you kind of acted on that, right? Well, no. I, no? Okay. I, actually, I've been a, a, a caretaker for okay. my father. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was oh, tied okay. with that 24 right, 7 because yeah, my sisters you. physically couldn't handle it. Yep. So and I, so you came to boot camp. Yeah. And you got probably got sent out to Covenant of Silence. Yeah, and, and I liked that. And what did you, what did, what happened at that at that with that experience with God? I said, God, these guys are going after the wounded hearts. We all got wounded. We're all wounded, mm. and that's what this world needs. So, what but, about your wounded heart? My wounded heart. Did he find that? Oh, he he's been working on his wounded mm. heart. For decades and decades. I'll be right, honest. but I mean, what, what was there a wound he uncovered? A wound he uncovered? Well, I always try to surrender all the wounds, but yeah, the uh, there's multiple layers of wounds that, you know, for all Yeah, us. take me into one. Take you into <laughs> one. Okay, well, uh, you know, I had a near-death accident, and that, that started the, the, the wounding in the beginning of another wound which was that role reversal between me and my wife. Yeah, I know. I actually know this accident, but the listeners don't yeah. know, so let's tell them. Okay. What happened in your near-death accident? Okay, I was uh, up painting a building up about 10, 12 feet. I thought I was smart. I, I boxed a big box truck in there, and uh, we, we was getting ready for lunch. So I told the guys, take off. I'll finish it up. And I took a st- While they were gone, I took a step to look back, and I guess I stepped over the side, mm. and that's about the last thing I remember doing. Waking up with... How know, far did you fall? Uh, it was about 11 feet. Mm. Concrete first, head first. That's, and when you woke up, where were you? Uh, I was r- trying to get up, but six breaks in the left arm. Mm. My uh, bones actually popped through. They had to reattach my uh, my left arm. My right arm was six breaks. Uh, and yeah. how long was it before they found you? Uh, they got missing me for lunch. So my wife actually came out and found me and called the ambulance. Said, Don't try to get up, because I was trying to get up. And you uh, know, but, but by God's grace, He got me through that. But that you know, that put a. So where did you know during that time? Obviously, your life changed drastically. Oh yes, oh yes. Well, I knew I was at the doorstep. Either God, I'm busted up pretty bad, <laughs> and you can call me home or you can leave me here. But I remember my my simple prayer was before I passed back out was, God, I love to stay and raise grandkids. That was before Chuck had had his first grandkid mm. or any of the grandkids. 
So God's said, blessed me. With, and he said, all right. Yeah, he's blessed me with six now. So uh, uh, God answered that little prayer. And, and, and the yeah. thing that amazed me was the peace that I had. I'm glad I had a relationship with God, even as shallow as it was. Because <laughs> he, he was saying, uh, you've been stepping towards me. I want you all in. So fast forward now to the boot camp, and he takes you back to that. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how did that relate to your wound? Well, I'll be honest, I, I, I was thankful that the healing and all the pain and brokenness he'd got me through through the years because we ended up in a divorce. And, and like I told people, that hurt worse than the accident itself. Mm. But he's healed in other me. words, the divorce happened as a result of the fall? Uh, yes. This yes. is new information for me, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I'm, okay. You've done, well, a, done well, well extracting it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it was, uh, you know, role reversal because I was uh, – majorly hurt and i couldn't there for a while couldn't even use either hand right know, so she was needing to take care of you my wife and i went through the same thing on the numerous care occasions of me and then the business itself and all it was a lot of pressure on yeah. her mm-hmm. and it was just not we was about to get through it and i we had a setback i got a major staph infection so they had to come in and tear my arms apart and start again oh so, went through that too yeah so and the wife that was hard on her yeah it was very hard on her and and then she switched jobs. I told her, you know, that company was just too heavy. How long had you been married? Uh, 20 some years. 20 some years, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's a lot of wounds in there. Yes, there was. There was. But God, the thing I knew to do is take it to Him. It didn't mean it wasn't a long or a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and so his time, is, is this Chuck's mom? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and how long after the accident did she leave you? Yeah, it was hmm, about a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer. I'll be, I'll be honest, it's, it's, that time's kind of cloudy because mm. I, I was going through several surgeries and reconstructions and all, and uh, they had to control the trauma. So one of the last things I had to deal with was uh, when I finally got through all of it and got the reconstruction done, was dealing with the medications they had me on because they had to suppress the pain to mm. slice me back open again. You can see the tracks on my arms. So, yeah. So again, yeah. a big part of what we do at boot camp, yes. right, is to set the captive free. Yeah. Right. And these wounds that we've taken are holding us captive. And I bet you, yes. if you're listening, you might have something similar to this where you yeah. went through something dramatic and it had all kinds of consequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, I don't really ever need to go back into that. But God's got some interpretations for you in there yeah. that were really helpful in, in your restoration. And, right. and the point of those listening prayer times for you was God is coming after something. Yeah. yeah. And you got to surrender to him. You got to let him not only come after you, but take you. Because in surrender is when you really find your victory. Yeah. Because that's the only place you're going to find peace and how to deal with these And so you too things. can come to a boot camp, but you got to be there. It's a weekend before Thanksgiving. Yep. And I think it's at November 16th. 16th to the 19th, yep. And that's coming up like faster than you it think. Is, we yes. would love to see you there and begin your new season of prayer. And yes, we're a little bit wacky, <laughs> but we like that. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you. And after our show, we got a lot more to cover. So... Go to every app that Sam talks about and be there. We'll be able to meet you there. This is the Truth Network.